This is the Blaze Radio On Demand. 2017 is going to be a volatile economic year. We may see politicians throughout the world attempting to control central bank policies. Several renowned financial analysts have warned that political interference in central bank policies may mean our economic misses of inflation and growth targets. Gold is an international currency that can't be issued or controlled by governments. If you don't have the only hard currency that has outlasted every politician and every failed idea of governments for centuries, you need to speak to Goldline right now and learn how easy it is to add gold to your portfolio or IRA. Now is the time to diversify your financial portfolio by adding gold. Call 1-800-913-GOLD. Buying real gold is easy and fast at Goldline. And you're going to be happy that you finally made the call. 1-800-913-4653. Goldline also offers price protection against short-term market fluctuations on qualifying purchases. So buy with confidence. Read Goldline's important risk information and find out if buying gold is right for you. Call Goldline. 1-800-913-4653. 653. You're listening to Freedom's Disciple with Jonathan Dunn on the Blaze Radio Network. Hello, America. Thank you so much for tuning in today. This is the Freedom's Disciple podcast. I am your host, Jonathan Dunn. This is the show exclusive to the Blaze Radio Network where you come for the accent, but you stay for the principles. And we have a jam-packed show for you today. It's I've got a lot of things I want to talk to you about. I want to start off by talking to you about a big issue that hasn't got much attention in the last couple of weeks. It's an issue between Donald Trump and Angela Merkel and why Donald Trump won, and why it's seen as a troubling win around the world for Donald Trump, which I'll discuss. We have a discussion on Neil Gorsuch and the Senate confirmation hearings that are taking place this week, and it looks like the GOP is going to go nuclear, and we're going to discuss the principles behind that. We're also going to discuss a couple of infuriating stories, which you might have heard and you might not have heard, about two idiots morons, dummies, any word you want to use for these two people are apt on this show, where they made references, horrific references to 9-11. And lastly, we're going to talk about, in the last segment, we're going to talk about, because next week is Easter, and I have a few thoughts about that and looking forward and what we need to do as a people and what I want to try and do. But let's dig in to the first topic, shall we? I hope you're having a wonderful, relaxing weekend. Opening weekend of baseball was fun. Yankees lost again. It's I don't know what it is about the Yankees. It's like I have all this anticipation for uh, opening day and then all of a sudden lose. But you don't care about that because as you all know, the Yankees suck, which is not true. That's fake news. But on to serious topics, everyone. So a couple of weeks ago, and I've had this story to share for a couple of weeks, but just issues haven't allowed the time to discuss it. If you've listened to the show, I did segments earlier in the year talking about free trade, and I tried to break down why free trade is a good thing, and I shared stories about breaking down economic principles. I am a purist, an ideologue, any of those words that you want to call in a demeaning way, someone who believes in in an idea. I believe in free trade. I believe 100% in free trade. It's a principle I believe in. And I'm going to try and make some of a bigger argument for free trade today in a couple of minutes to give you an example of what I, why I am such a purist on free trade. But there's a group called the G20. You might have heard of it. 
And the G20 is basically an international forum where all the world's leading industrialized economies come together and, and they meet. They've been meeting since 1999. However, a big change happened around 2008 after um, the Lehman Brothers failed. It didn't. It was normally um, financial leaders, the finance ministers of all the countries, coming together, sometimes formally, sometimes informally, just discussing the issues of the day. But around 2008, and uh, Lehman Brothers collapsing, it sort of changed more to the heads of state rather than the finance ministers. Who is in the G20? Let me give you some examples. These are not just third world countries. These are the following members of the G20. And a lot of these, you would say, are somewhat of an ally to America. I'll go through the list, and this is in alphabetical order. Argentina, Australia, Brazil, Canada, France, Germany, India, Indonesia, Italy, Japan, Mexico, Russia, Saudi Arabia, South Korea, Turkey, United Kingdom, America, China, and South Africa. So there's quite a few allies just looking through the list. Australia's probably an ally of America. Uh, Canada, France, Germany, um, India, Italy, Japan, um, South Korea, England. So it's, it's you know, there's a lot of people um, that are, you know, somewhat friendly to America. And America is somewhat friendly to them. You can judge in your own mind how much of an ally they are. And that's a, discu- a discussion for another day. Now, I'm not here to debate the merits of the G20. I am not a a huge fan of these organizations because they generally tend to make rules and legislation and backroom deals. But I also am a fan of more discussion, not less. And these type of... If you had a forum where they all just discuss things which is best for the country and the world, absolutely. If you want to start making mandates, I've got a big problem. I don't believe in government bodies like the UN. Again, that's another discussion. But a big change happened in a couple of weeks ago, and it's been hailed in the bit of media that I've seen as a win for Donald Trump. And what was the issue that was hailed as a win for Donald Trump? So if you listen to Donald Trump and you've listened to him during the campaign and you've listened to him at different times in his short presidency, it's clear he's not a fan of open or of free trade. It's clear. I don't, I've heard people say, well, he just says these things. I um, don't know anyone who is believes in free trade and will then talk about protectionist policies. Angela Merkel, the PM of Germany, is currently the head of the G20. And the right when they were meeting, if you remember, in DC, there was a lot of tension behind the scenes. It was a very awkward press conference because, quite honestly, Donald Trump said some things that needed to be said about open borders. And it was very, very interesting watching the dynamics of that. And it was very uncomfortable to watch at times. And you might remember, if you, you might have seen some of the videos where he pretty much refused to shake her hand in the Oval Office. And just there, stood there smiling. She reached out and people were saying, shake her hand, shake her hand. And he just smiled and did nothing. It was a very interesting, you know, tense move. But behind the scenes, there was a debate going on. Because the G20 were meeting. And basically, the outcome of that meeting is something we need to discuss. Because the financial leaders of the G20, in a a decision that's seen as a win for Donald Trump, by the way, have decided to drop a pledge to global free trade. And have 
appeared open to more protectionist policies. This all happened after a two-day meeting failed to yield a compromise. And it's breaking a decade-long tradition of endorsing open trade. This was seen, this is the way the media reported, I'm reading from Reuters, it was seen as a clear defeat for host nation Germany, which fought the US government's attempt to water down past commitments. In the new US administration's biggest clash yet with the international community, G20 finance chiefs also removed from their statement a pledge to finance the global fight against climate change. That is a win. So there's good and there's bad. Because, as I, and I'm quoting from the article, um, Donald Trump called global warming, global warming a hoax. So there is some good and there is some bad. The reason I want to talk to you about free trade, I want to give you an example of free trade. The reason I am a purist on free trade, and one of the things I, I'm trying to do with the segments I did earlier in the year, and I've got more planned post-Easter, is because economics today is is a discussion that is all based around the collective. Anytime you hear economists talk, and just even think about this the next time you can sit through an economic segment on anywhere, on Fox News, on MSNBC, on CNN, on a lot of places, and listen to the way the economists talk. They talk in a very collective mindset. They talk in, well, you know, People under 25 are doing this with their buying habits, or people, you know, Generation X are doing this, and and people are not buying houses as young as they used to. They're now getting into their late 30s and, and early 40s. Or people are not buying as many houses, they're more renting. Or people are not having as many kids as young. They always speak about the collective. They never, ever speak about the individual. They even talk about bracket bans. Well, you know, those earning under $40,000 have have the an average $500 worth of savings, whereas those over a million have a hundred grand's worth of savings. They never, ever, ever even discuss the individual. Free market economics is not about the collective. It is about the individual. And let me give you an example, a very simple example. So, I'm an Irish guy, right? You know what I stand for, you know what I believe in, you know some of my hobbies. So, I have I have a job, it pays me money. And out of that disposable income, I go, you know what, I want to make a couple of purchases. I want to make a couple of purchases where I have some disposable income. What do I want to do? Okay, you know what, one of the things I want to do, I want to go... And I want to buy MLB TV because I love the Yankees. And I want to watch the Yankees as much as possible. So I've gone to MLB.com and I look, click on the little TV icon up the top. And I go, buy. It's like 130 bucks a year, I think. And it gives me access to every Yankee game that I want. And I can choose the different commentaries. Awesome. What else do I want to buy? Well, you know what else? I, I love sports, but you know, there's something I talk a lot more about. I, I love the Blaze. So I go to theblaze.com, I go on to TV, and I'll sign up for a yearly subscription, or in my case, renew a yearly subscription to the Blaze. And I think that's, I think that's $99. Wonderful. What else do I want? Because there's the Blaze TV, and I've got MLB TV. Do you know what else I'd love? You know what else? 
I really, really love CC Sabathia, Yankees pitcher. Really love him. I want to buy a jersey with his number on the back, number 52. Okay, cool. So I go on to the sports, whether I go to MLB.com or I go to a different outlet and go, hey, I want to buy a CC Sabathia jersey. Wonderful. Pinstripes. Ship it to me. And I go on to glenbex.com website and I go, you know what? I have it on my Kindle, but I haven't actually got the hard copy yet. I want to buy Liars. Great Glenn Beck book. But I want to buy the hard copy because I only have it on my Kindle. And I go on to glenbeck.com and I buy that. Free Market Economics says, you know what? John, you have money, you, you go for it. You want to buy Glenn Beck's book and a CC Sabathia jersey and you want to buy the Blaze TV and, and Yankees baseball TV, go for it. It's your money. You can do it. Open and free trade. When you believe in a tax, a protectionist policy and tariffs policy, me wanting to buy those things depends on what people consider the relationship between the Irish people as a whole and the American people as a whole. The idea that I have, to, I want to buy, let's just take one of those. I want to buy the Blaze TV. The fact that people are now okay and say, you know what, John, you can't just buy the Blaze TV. I know you might like Glenn Beck and what Glenn Beck has to say and, and the service he offers, but it's not just as simple as that. You know, what do the Irish people as a whole think of America? Because, you know, John, we don't like Donald Trump. Uh, okay, and your point exactly is. Ireland doesn't like Donald Trump. What has that got to do with me buying the Blaze TV? Well, we don't like you know what he has to say. Again, what has that got to do with me buying the Blaze TV? In America, Donald Trump might go, you know what? I don't like the way Irish people are going into America illegally. I actually wish he'd say that. I wish he'd actually talk about that more stronger, but that's a side point. I don't, I don't like them. They're not helping me. So I'm going to have a tariff. What has this got to do with me buying the Blaze TV? What exactly has all these irrelevant points got to do with me buying the Blaze TV? And the outcome might be this. Which people are seem to accept as an acceptable outcome. Instead of me paying Glenn Beck $99 for a yearly subscription to the Blaze, I might have to pay... Let's just use the, the figure Donald Trump used in the election. A 40% tariff. And I might have to pay the US government that, or I might have to pay the Irish government that. Because that's what a tariff is. So instead of paying $99, I end up paying just under $139. That is the outcome when you don't believe in free trade. So basically, I have a service that I'm buying that's worth $99 and I'm willing to pay it. But because the collective group of people said, you know what, we don't like that country, we don't want to do business with that, we want to stop you buying that. And guess what? I basically have to pay a tax of, even if it's 20% of $20. And here's the biggest problem. Because what people will tell you who support some type of protectionist policies well, John, what we want you to do is we want you to, to take that money that you would have spent and go find a cheaper alternative. Can you tell me 
what the cheaper okay so i can't spend a hundred dollars on on the blaze tv what cheaper alternative am i gonna buy what cheaper alternative what am i gonna go all of a sudden go buy rte news the irish news outlet that's free by the way because we pay taxes for it and we're not even given an option to buy it but what am i going to do buy their service and expect to get the same quality Oh, well, you know, you can buy a different book. You don't have to buy liars. There's plenty of books about progressives written by Irish people, right? (laughs) No. Unless you want to hear about how progressives are wonderful. Not really. Well, you know, you don't have to buy that Yankees jersey, John. You you can buy another person's jersey. You know, you could buy an Irish football jersey. But I'm a Yankees fan. But yeah, but, you know, you can buy, you know, Bohemian's jersey. A football, Irish football team. But how can, why would I wear an Irish football shirt when I'm cheering on the Yankees? But it doesn't matter. It's, it's, it's what happens. This is the problem, as I see it, when people argue against free trade. Free trade is not about the collective. When you have in America, a paradigm, which the left and the right usually used to believe in. There were very different. There was many differences ideologically between the old-fashioned left and the old-fashioned right in America. One of them was the belief in the individual. One believed in the collective, one believed in the individual. It's truly upsetting when I have members and friends on the right who don't believe in the individual or who think they do, but are proposing policies that don't. Again, I asked my friends, using that example, what has an Irish person's want, who has disposable income, who wants to buy Lembeck's book, Lembeck's Blaze TV, MLB TV, whatever it is, what has that got to do, my want and need and desire to buy them? What has Ireland's relationship, Ireland's opinions and thoughts on Donald Trump, or Donald Trump's thoughts on another country, or any person's thoughts, have to do with me wanting to buy that product. That is what free trade is about. Just think about that over the next couple of weeks. And also watch the TV and watch the economist talk. Do they ever, ever talk about the individual? Even right-wing economists don't talk about the individual a lot. Some do. There are some very good economists out there. There are some very good institutes who talk about free trade. Um, Mises.org is one of them. I read their stuff all the time. I love them. I don't agree with everything that's written in there. But they are very good on economics. There are plenty of places to find. Even Cato. Again, I don't agree with a lot of what Cato says on different topics. But it gets you thinking. There are people who talk about free trade in the individual. This is the conversations we I think we need to have. And highlight the solution. Because call me a, a radical, call me a nutjob, call me an ideologue, call me a purist. I still believe less government is best. I still believe in the old Ronald Reagan joke. The most terrifying phrase that you can ever hear is I'm from the government and I'm here to help. I still believe that. Do my friends on the right still believe that? Or have we got caught up in a uh, what was it? A nationalist, populist, and agrarian movement, where we just leave our principles on the side. I think we need to make the argument to our right 
friends, not our left friends, for a time. I got to take one quick break, America. When I come back, I want to talk to you about the Senate going nuclear. <gasps> that can't be good, or can it? Or maybe it's not good. Tune in for after this break, and I'll tell you whether it's good or not. I'll be right back, America. Thank you so much for listening to this short clip from the Freedom's Disciple podcast from last Saturday. I hope you enjoyed the content. Please subscribe for free on SoundCloud, iTunes, or Google Play Music by searching Freedom's Disciple, where new content is released every Saturday at 12 noon Eastern. God bless. This is Freedom's Disciple with Jonathan Dunn on the Blaze Radio Network. Are you worried about your mom or dad living alone in their house? Hi, I'm Joan London. Listen, I know how difficult it is to find senior care for someone you love. That's why I recommend a free service called A Place for Mom. They are the nation's largest senior living referral service. Call A Place for Mom today. To receive free information on senior living communities in your area, call A Place for Mom at 1-800-803-6951. 